There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There are certain right-wing... Uh, media venues, for example, that monetize and capitalize on stoking the fear and resentment of uh, a white population that is witnessing a changing America. Okay. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I, at some point, you know, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. I was on Long Island this weekend uh, visiting a really dear friend, and I was really disturbed. I saw, you know, dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with, uh, you know, uh, explicatives against Joe Biden uh, on the back of them, yep. uh, Trump yep. flags, and in some cases just dozens of American flags. Guess what? My patience has run out. Pansexuality is not inherently biphobic. They are both valid sexualities. Both of them. Out the gate, Joey B rounded up all the anti-union, anti-worker assets and told him to pound sand. Shut him. Then he filled his cabinet with people who actually give a damn about your job. He even made one of our own union brothers a bad <laughs> labor named Marty, his secretary <laughs> of labor. That is an actual, actual ad for the uh, North, North American mm-hmm. Building Trade Union. I swear to God, that thing was created and um, produced and released and remains at this moment (laughs) available for the world to see. They actually put this spot out and nobody is reeling it in. Well, yeah, because I showed it to you in the car today and you were like, we have to get home and record that now before they take it down. This is unbelievable. And I told you, like... All the comments are positive. They're like, this is the best ad ever. I love this. This is so funny. Like, ever, So they're getting positive feedback on it yeah. as of right now at I, this yeah. moment. It is the best ad ever if you're like a total thug. Yeah. I mean, damn right. It's what the unions always been thinking. This is so 
perfect. And you know, just as you know, private sector unions have uh, have not been doing very well for the last forty years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> there is this there is this connotation with the unions that they're kind of mobbed up thugs mm-hmm. and uh, bullies, boorish. And we've seen some of these guys one time. Uh, John McCain and Scott Brown had a had an event in our uh, little town we used to live in. Good liberal town, good progressive town. And the union thugs came in by the truckload and essentially yelled at all the uh, all the people. Families didn't matter. You, you, what are you rich? How rich are you that you're here with for John McCain and Scott Brown? How rich are you? Yeah, you are. You are so rich. You don't give a bleep about anybody else but yourself. Now all you is selfish and rich. These punk thugs came to town. It was incredible and totally proud of themselves. Mm-hmm. And when, when the event started, all the thugs got back in the buses and left. It's like, wow, you got to be proud to be that person. But anyway, they are proud. And this is the North American Building Trade Union's spot. I have bleeped this out. It is full of expletives. I have cleaned it up for... Explicatives. Explicatives, yes. I have cleaned (laughs) them up for our purposes here. So, what the hell's been going on in Washington since this new guy took over? We know President Biden's been busy putting Rona on her ropes. You think he had time for other things? Oh. Think he time for other things? Putting Rona on the ropes. Can you? Yeah, but the the other things. <laughs> can you imagine the, who wrote this copy? Who devised this thing and said, "Okay, we need you to the voice actor, the voiceover guy. We need you to act like a total moron," because this is you know this is our rank and file. So you think he had time for other things? Incredible. I'll start again. So, what the hell's been going on in Washington since this new guy took over? You know President Biden's been busy putting Rona on her ropes? You think he had time for other things? New guy. Yeah, when I think about Biden, I think new guy in Washington. Absolutely. He's only been there since 1971. Since a generation before Alice Shattuck was born. F***ing a right he did. Yeah. Out the gate, Joey B rounded up all the anti-union, anti-worker assets and told him to pound sand. Joey B rounded up all the anti-union, anti-worker ass hats and and told them to pound sand. What is going on here? What is good? I mean, I guess it's uh, jocular. <laughs> then he filled his cabinet with people who actually give a damn about your job. He man, what these union punk th- these are what the union elites in D.C who, you know, make a million bucks a year and mm-hmm. live the life, what they must think of the rank and file. Yeah, I can't no, even tell. No, sorry. We need to read a little stupider. No, even stupider. Even Mouth-breathing, knuckle-dragging, stupid. Other things? <laughs> I can't even tell what the accent is supposed to be. It's Sometimes all stupid accent. Sometimes it's kind of like trying to be Boston. And it's bo- stupid other Boston. Other things is not Boston. It's stupid Boston. That's like it's more stupid Jersey Philly, or it's something. It's stupid New York and it's stupid Chicago. Even made one of our own union brothers a bad... <laughs> Even one of our own union brothers. <laughs> My God, how is this person breathing on his own? Labor named Marty is Secretary of Labor. Nobody's tougher than the American worker. Biden. They somehow made Marty Walsh sound, you know, astutely educated. And a feat. 
gives a shit about your wages. Nobody gives a shit about your wages. And making sure workers got the skills to win. He's pushing the pro act, so you get a say in how much you're worth. Biden say I like the um the music too. It's kind of like a rollicking every man, um, you know, mm-hmm. Paps Blue Ribbony. That's right. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, you like the bright and brassy music. That's what we listen to on the job and in other things. Pensions, so you don't have to work to the day you die. Oh, those pensions well, they have just been bailed out. So, you know, actually the guy has a great point. He's saying buy American for sake, so my tax dollars aren't paying for more factories in China. I do have an issue with with that right there. Mm-hmm. Are his tax dollars paying for more factories in China? Um, I mean, if you buy Chinese, that's your private dollars that are paying for the factories in China. Right, but he's saying like government dollars when the government buys stuff. It's not what it he's should saying. Be bought American. No, it's not what he's saying. Oh, I don't I, think. I thought that's what he was saying. I don't know. But Trump did that too. Every president buys everything American. It's like part of what the government does. Biden took a train to work every day. So yeah, he gives a f*** about trains. What? You don't like trains? Guess who delivered the American rescue plan? Joe a right. President Joe Biden. Getting us up off our asses and working again. The argument for trains is what? You don't like trains? <laughs> What's up next for the scrappy Irishman? Not- Ooh, scrappy <laughs> Irishman. Can you imagine? Thank God Joe's a scrappy Irishman and not something else. God knows what this union <laughs> thug would be calling him. Oh, my God. <sighs> Just another bullshit infrastructure week he's about to drop the american jobs plan guaranteeing food on the table of millions of union families how like fundamental union thuggy is this rhetoric guaranteeing food on the table you're stealing from my family if you're a scab hey scab you're stealing from my family god it's 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 just dumbed down to such an elementary juvenile level yeah they're taking our jobs and our family's money. My father and his father before him. Jeez, come on. It's so freaking insulting. America is on the move again. So let's go, Joe. Build back better, baby. This isn't... See, there are, like, the union guys, a lot of whom voted for Trump, mm-hmm. who are the union guy, like, got people who were castigated and denigrated, and, for instance, like people like Barack Obama... Mm-hmm. Uh, who were considered complainers because they're they were they were uh, they were abandoned by their government. Yeah. While the government did more fun things like cylinder and things like that, and they saw them, you know, voting. They saw them as unhappy in their home in their neighborhoods, the opioid filled neighborhoods. And these people voted for Trump, and they said, "Oh, you know what it is? They're uncomfortable with changing demographics," mm-hmm. it, which is a horribly arrogant, horrible thing to say about them. And these guys are just saying, "No, we just want jobs. We want our opportunity to live." here and work and somebody to give a flying freak about us and not just take care of your buddies you know who are stanford grads we but wanna... if you're a union guy do you buy this no well no so what i'm saying is i'm saying that there is the american union worker this portrayal is the worst american union your worker these are the dudes who like what remember like eight or nine years ago were all smoking weed like at the chrysler plant <laughs> and then the cop and then a the reporter showed up and they all jumped in the cars and both Yeah. Build back better, baby. Can you imagine? So, 
what the hell's been going on in Washington since this new guy took over? We know President Biden's been busy putting Rona on her ropes. You think he had time for other things? <laughs> First of all, what did Biden do to put Rona on the ropes? <laughs> He's still uh, wearing a mask. He distributed the vaccine that Trump had developed. Think he had time for other things? <laughs> he did. <laughs> My God. How wonderful. The thing is, is that there's so much utility and political opportunism based around using race. Really, it should be around class. And this thing is as bigoted an ad as I have ever heard. Yeah. It's incredible when you think back to like... What, do you think he hasn't been doing other things? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Say it like a dumbass would say it. Say it like somebody who's barely, barely got brainwaves. Other things? I think back, remember to the 2016 Bernie ad? The, um, that like really, yeah, the like really nice one. And like how that really kind of, it was trying to talk to this same group of people about jobs and opportunity and i mean the democratic party has traditionally had pretty good messaging on that stuff mm-hmm. and um and you know bernie sanders certainly has been the master of that messaging for whatever reason i know that he's extremely progressive but um he did much better than hillary clinton did with like rust belt voters and everything oh certainly so you look at that and that way of speaking that's not speaking down to working class people but speaking to them and then you see this and i just like what kind of psychotic obama bro developed that totally i mean is this like what the pod save america people think of the working class absolutely in america it's the same people who fist bumped and high five when they came up with distributing the virus by advertising on the the fishing show and nascar and all yeah. the trashy things they could think of. We've tried the 700 Club. We've We're tried Deadliest meet them where they Catch. Are. We've tried NASCAR. The 700 Club. Um, by the way, among those other things that Joe's up to, was any mention of the Keystone Pipeline? Mm. Those jobs? What about those things? You know, what about the changing, switching over the, uh, the carbon-based economy we have, the entire energy industry? What about those things? <laughs> And telling everybody in the factory floors of cars right now that, no, 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 you're just going to do, you do what you do now. It's easy. John Kerry said that you can just build electric cars. Same exact things. <laughs> it's, that's fine. That's what they want to do. Then that's fine. Go ahead. Have fun with that. And then you're going to have union guys once again who are like, wait, wait a second. You, that's what you think of me? You just destroyed the Keystone Pipeline jobs? You're destroying jobs throughout the energy sector at a time when, thank God, through hydraulic fracturing, that um, that we've become energy independent. You're and you're dialing that back at the mm-hmm. on our dime. You know, finally, when we've had a chance to be robustly independent again, and you do this stuff, and then they're going to be mad again, and they're mm-hmm. going to vote for Republicans again, and then arrogant Democrats are going to come by and say, you know what, they're worried about the demographics changing. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. These stupid idiots, they're worried about... And President Obama just did this. Just did this. Who, who did he sit down with? Oh, Anderson Cooper, right? Mm-hmm. Obama's got a book out. The one that I was angry at you when he called me to do the interview <laughs> over. Um, so here he is. This is Obama mm-hmm. looking at working Americans and saying, 
Well, I mean, obviously they're stupid because it's his guys who wrote this other things ad. But also saying, you know what? They don't have legitimate gripes. They're just simply racists. And they listen and they watch the wrong uh, cable. It is a hard thing to hear. Um, it, it's hard for uh, the majority in this country of white Americans to recognize that, look, uh, you can be proud of this country and its traditions and its history and our forefathers. And yet, it is also true that this terrible stuff happened. Now, hold on. The fact that he said it's hard for the majority of the, you know, the whites can't deal with the truth is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the same thing as saying, well, my grandmother's a typical white woman? He just gets to decide and label and get inside the minds of white Americans. Mm-hmm. They're it's, not bad people. They've just been listening too much well, to the wrong radio yeah, stations. It's, that hard, was for, one of his it's hard for white Americans to understand that history is complicated and has been ugly for some time. It's hard for them. It's not hard for them. White Americans know that history was right. ugly. White Americans, a lot of them were in the, uh, you know, were in the Civil War and have relatives who were. White Americans are very aware of right. history. They just don't think that they're flagrant racists every day and that they're bigots like you're telling them they are every day. Mm-hmm. And because they pulled the uh, the lever, the poll station from Trump, that they're, that they're core racists. Oh, it's hard for them to hear because, you know what, they're not celebrating Black Lives Matter. There's, there's so many, there's so few lawn signs. They must be having trouble facing the truth. That might, might be what it is. So freaking arrogant. Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't handle the truthness. The the uh, the the. Uh, they can't handle raw history. Yeah, you know, obviously. He also, when he says like the things you are allowed to like about America, he talks about them like he can't like like somebody who's never been able to think of anything that he likes about America. You can like the you know the traditions or the history or whatever you like. Like uh, and that. Uh- you know, the vestiges of that linger. I also think that... They don't get history and there's still racism everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's what you they, they have to know. And they don't want to hear about that. I mean, they don't want to... It's not that it's hard for them to hear. It's also hard for me to hear that, you know, there's a dragon named Jabberwocky Finch living in the center of the earth and that he's going to scorch me, you know, next Christmas. It's not that I'm in denial. It's that you're full of bleep. Yeah. It's they're not. They hear you. All right. They reject it. They don't accept it. They think you're hustling, which is what you're doing. No, but it would be impossible for anybody to disagree with Obama because he's a genius. So if they're saying they disagree, they must be either stupid or racist. There's no right. other possible. Nobody can have a well thought out position that differs from his position. That's not possible. Exactly. Remember, and this is a guy who also he went around talking to those union guys, making fun of them for having large families. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Why do you need a big truck? Why do you need that big truck? Oh, I have six kids. Six kids? Huh. Jeez, what are you doing? You know, because yeah. nobody in Brooklyn has six kids. They have one and a half kids. Yeah. There are certain right-wing uh, media venues, for example, that monetize. Yes, there are uh, certain white right-wing media venues. Three out of f- 500 of them. And the one, the state-run uh, outlets are 
progressive woke outlets. Right. There are very few right-wing media channels. And capitalize on stoking the fear and resentment. Can you imagine this guy saying that? He just got done stoking fear and resentment. Just right. telling everybody that there are vestiges of the worst in our history still around us. Racism is around every quarter. There's racism everywhere. It's existential. You can't help. You can't get away from it. No matter. You need to learn your truth and do the work, etc. This guy just got done doing that. On a network that does that. It is not mm -hmm. Fox News staking, ra stoking racial tensions. It's the rest of the... It's the left network. The left doing it. To the point where last year... They pretended there were no riots in the streets because right. they're so fixed on the narrative being that white cops are massacring blacks left and right as part of the continuing, never relenting uh, legacy of racism mm -hmm. that we need to a great reckoning, et cetera, et cetera. And, all, and political people like this guy used it for everything he could. So right. he jumped right on. I mean, that's, that's the whole story is <clears throat> they turn everything into this giant battle of the races and then they turn around and say like look there's racism there's a there's white identity politics well who came up with the idea of having everybody's race tied to their value as a person and having a big argument about it because we i mean like i don't want that to exist you know they sit here and with glee, say for years that white people are dying out and we're going to be a majority minority country anytime and Republicans are all dying off. Thank God the Republicans are all dying. Soon we'll be a diverse, progressive country. Thank goodness. And then, like, if Tucker Carlson says, like, the Democrats, you know, want white people to disappear then he's all of a sudden racist and doing the great replacement conspiracy theory just because he said what they keep saying and had a different opinion about it. It's they Remarkable. stoke and racial tensions all every over the place. day. And even with this new, I forgot the woman's name, who Jennifer uh, Ho, you know, mm -hmm. esteemed college professor, you know, considered, you know, a great academic, saying that the spate of, Black attacks on Asians are white supremacy. Right. Everything is white supremacy. White supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. If you're somebody who uses that term mm -hmm. in places other than, uh, you know, Montana, you know, uh, racist compounds, then you're a disingenuous actor. Right. And you are malevolent with mischievous, with, um, with bad intentions. Right. You're also intellectually incurious and you don't want to solve the actual problems you're complaining about. Right. Because if you actually wanted to solve the problems, you'd be interested in knowing why they're happening. And that's and not, you know, explaining to us why it fits your pet theology idea of of how the universe works. This, you know, idea that the white supremacy vibes are just infecting everybody right. and causing them to murder people of color. And you guys, they were happy to show Trump these nods and winks, like Trump saying that, uh, you know, it was a lawyer should have been thrown out because he was a, a member of La Raza, uh, you know, which is a Mexican, which is a Spanish or a Hispanic uh, activist group. Okay. Mm -hmm. And fine, it might be a stupid thing for Trump to say. Trump never said the blacks don't understand. They don't can't understand it. They can't make sense of it. The, the black people listen to the wrong media, and so they believe mm -hmm. this stuff. You know, this is what this guy is saying. He's yeah. picking out a race and assigning characteristics to them, 
bad attributes to them willy-nilly for because it all fits into his narrative because he yeah. knows every freaking thing of uh, a white population that is witnessing a changing America and seeing uh, demographic changes and and do everything they can to give people a sense that um, uh, their way of life is threatened and that people are trying to take advantage of them and we're seeing it right now right where this is remarkable mm-hmm. and this is the the same secret sauce they use all the time now how could people not have va- voted for hillary they're afraid the neighborhood store now an indian guy works there now instead of the irish guy who they were except instead of a scrappy irishman you know mm-hmm. an indian guy works there and they're uncomfortable with their changing world they're st- they're so used to their lily white whiteness white supremacy world that if they see somebody different, they can't process that like like we can. They don't understand what that means. And because they're stupid, you know, they're reacting badly to it. And they go and they hear toxic things on Fox, you know, to- who are t- suggesting that maybe jobs should stay in the country. And they're saying, wow, they're dividing people. They're dividing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think with all the public policy debates that are taking place right now that you know, the Republican Party would uh, be engaged in a significant debate about uh, how are we going to deal with the economy and what are we going to do about climate change and what are we going to do about, lo and behold, the the single most uh, important issue to them apparently right now is critical race theory. Who knew that 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 was the threat to our republic? But Well, because it's mainstreaming racism. Because normal people and don't like racism. I thought racism was the threat to the republic. Isn't that why he's there? To tell us to sound the alarm? No, no. Only racism in one direction is a threat to the republic. God, it's so m- wonderful to be a And not to mention, progressives then also get a pass for constantly being racist. For some reason, Joe Biden gets a pass on the whole crime bill thing. For some reason, this just came out. The Daily Mail is reporting that in Hunter Biden's texts from his laptop, he regularly uses the N-word when speaking to his white lawyer uh, multiple times in phrases like true debt N-word and bantered, I only love you because you're black. I'm sure he's... OMG, N-word. Did you just uh, talk about a fictional character from the imagination of the collective frightened and my dead brother's unconditional love is what I should rely on and my kids aren't children, George. Uh, He said to his lawyer, because you, N-word, better not be charging me Hennessy rates. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. He's your guy. That's fine. So, yeah, that's fine. He's a a liberal, so that's fine. His debates... Uh, are powerful because they get at uh, what story do we tell about ourselves my god i forgot just how divisive and poisonous obama was oh yeah god much 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 more damage he did because he mainstream mainstreamed it made it look comfortable Mm -hmm. but he was such an elitist such a divisive person you know the the hope was and the sales pitch was that he was post-racial you know right. that we were the differences were to be put aside, and that we were a good country of well-meaning people who, despite our political leanings, you know, had the same uh, mm-hmm. goals and dreams and values. Much like the Biden pitch, too. By the way, right? Is that? Oh no, he's not divided. He's decent, 
good Joe. He's a president for all Americans. He and Obama's now, he hangs out. I don't know what he actually believes because I think that he's smarter than most elitist uh, progressives. They're mm-hmm. all credentialed to death, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all, for the most part, they live a very good life. And all of their Zoom backgrounds look like they should, and they're wonderful, etc. But they're also, and this is a running, something I've noticed, you can be very, very credentialed, and you can do all the right things, wear all the right clothes, go to the Newport Jazz Festival like you're supposed to, have all the right, the right Range Rover, the right Mm -hmm. whatever it is, uh, the right lawn signs, etc. You can do all those things where, you know... Kind of socially liberal people, which in a sense we probably are, um, would say, "Wow, they're doing all the right things." You've seen my class envy. All I'm always, I yeah. always want somebody's Range Rover or something like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, and you can have all those things, and you look at it and you say, "Wow, that's very palatable." The family is great. They they're all good looking, and mm-hmm. little Johnny's going to uh, Columbia next year. And it's wonderful, and the Labradoodle is perfect, etc. And people can. Be and have great jobs like be work in the editorial page editor of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. They can do that and very often be completely stupid human beings, mm-hmm. and very often psychotic human beings. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm now starting to tend to think that they tend to be unstable. The more stable you are, ostensibly, mm-hmm. the more I think that's that's got to be a psychotic. Which brings us to Mar- Mara Gay. Who was um, who was um, on Morning Joe today? And this this is just another snapshot of where our world is. She's a black woman. She's on the editorial board of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. She's you know that she gets speaking fees, and she is just a she's a really interesting speaker. You really have to her work is really important. Mm-hmm. She's also a really dumb human being, but that's fine. <laughs> you can just decide for yourself. I think this is another area where Democrats really need to get serious about talking about what this threat is. Uh, I think you said it really well, Joe, a minute ago, where you talked about uh, the need to stop being surprised by all of this uh, and start taking it seriously. You know, it's really concerning to me that the Democrats haven't just gone ahead at this point and said we're doing this on our own in terms of uh, getting a commission together uh, to explain to the American people how we allow the insurrection to take place. And- this is the insurrection. These are Trump voters who still mm-hmm. believe Trump won, who still are Trump supporters, who are the kind of people who unfurl the Trump won flag at Fenway Park. And then a bunch of people stood up and applauded. Oh, these, no. Yes. That. Are, so, so in that, of course, these are all molded perfectly into this this veneer of white supremacism. White supremacism. Mm-hmm. Is that how it says? White supremacy. White supremacy. Uh, and so that's everywhere now. So what you're seeing, when you see those red hats, you're seeing brown shirts. These are white supremacists. The Capitol, I think that really needs to move forward swiftly. Um, you know, the reality is here that... The reality is. Here we go, Mara. Uh, we have a large percentage of the American population. I don't know how big it is, but we have tens of millions of Trump voters who uh, continue to believe that their rights as citizens are under threat by simple virtue of having to share the democracy with others. Let's think about that. They think that their rights are under threat by simple virtue of having to share the democracy with others. Is that what happened? What does that mean? 
She's saying tens of millions of Trump voters feel rights that their feel like the, their rights are under threat by having to share the democracy with others. Because they're mad that brown people voted for Biden and defeated Trump. They think so is only that, is that her? they think only their votes should count, and that's why but, they're but passing election laws like okay, in Georgia. So she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to make any citation here or. I, no, the j- Trump voters just don't want to share the democracy with people of color, and that's why they're so mean and violent. Okay. Um, I think a, as long as... Can you imagine... Can you hear her attitude? Mm-hmm. Her know-it-all attitude? I'm profoundly intelligent. <laughs> so we need to come to the understanding that there are for tens of millions of Trump... What a vacuous... <laughs> Uh, completely um, arrogant jerk this person is. It's mm-hmm. incredible. The, 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 just the toxic stuff that she would say yeah. about all, all the other side. All the other side doesn't want to share the democracy. That's what's going on here. As they see Americanness as the same as one with whiteness. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Okay, so now Right there, if there, what are you looking at, Billy? Oh, I was looking at the uh, January 6th report. Oh, okay. This here, right now, mm-hmm. with their Americanness as one with whiteness. Yep. Now we've opened the door and walked into the chamber of bigotry. Right. Because now it's just the, the collective belief system of the oppressors whiteness. Whiteness. Skin color white, not mm-hmm. the color, uh, cloud color white. This is white people, the way white people are. Mm-hmm. Their, uh, their characteristics, their built-in characteristics because they're white oppressors. Forget the fact that Trump made the biggest gains with yep. black and Hispanic people of any president, any Republican in, in recent memory. But the, the, the idea that, and I know that Joe and Mika have a gig here, but the idea that he wouldn't say just for a second, hold on one second, can you just for a second... <laughs> Define what you think that means. What does that mean? Whiteness. Does that mean all these white attributes like the nuclear family? Is that what that means? Or is it the more pernicious characteristics that are just laying below the surface in all of us? That just below, like like racist cicadas, we're just going to eventually all just at one time pop up in... And uh, you know, and you know, establish the country that we always really wanted—the white-only country. <laughs> what is this that this moron, psychic, psychotic is saying? Um, I mean, I think the same thing she was saying in the last paragraph is that the white Trump supporters, and even the non-white but you know, spiritually white Trump supporters, um, that they. They want to keep the country, you know, in white supremacy, and they don't want to have to share the democracy. They don't want black people to be able to vote. So, because then they vote for other people, and they don't like that. And, you know, and so they think that they're losing America because their hold on their white supremacy has been shaken, I guess. So, when... In the 2022 elections, mm-hmm. when Republicans take the House, because among other things, blue dog Democrats or you know uh, moderate Democrats are blown out 
Yep. Because crime has spiked around the country, mm-hmm. and they're seen as being um, as being allies to the um, Black Lives Matter and all these other uh, you know of the criminal elements. Right. When people when people vote on that those issues, mm-hmm. and those Republicans are elected. She'll take that as they're elected, not because of the issue of crime, but because they don't want to share the democracy. Right. Okay. So it doesn't matter what the actual issue is, crime, the economy, really, she can tell Climate that the change, whites- anything. She can tell yeah. that the whites, it's a black thing. Yeah. Okay. This is going to continue. We have to figure out how to get every American a place at the table in this democracy, but how to separate- Americanness, America from whiteness. <laughs> you sicko! What does that even mean? What does that even mean? Um, it means that she's just saying horse in the the accepted new wokey socially accepted language. She's not saying anything. She's not saying any freaking thing. If she d- d- was then she would say it in English rather than in coded words that are spun up in academia every two weeks and are used as the full citation in lieu of an actual explanation. Mm-hmm. It's whiteness. Well, what does that mean? What's well, a product of white supremacy. Well, what does that mean? No, that's whiteness. Well, what does that mean? It's a product of white supremacy. I'm watching a f-ing ping pong game here. Well, th- that's like, did you see, this was from a while ago, but we somehow never got to it, the Ta-Nehisi Coates um, trying to, was it ton easy kids? No, it wasn't. Sorry. It was Ibram X. Kendi, I think. Uh, trying to define racism. He was like at a conference and somebody was like, wait, can you define racism? No. And he said like, it's a set of racist structures oh, upheld by racist ideas because of racist values. Right. <laughs> and nobody said like... Wait, but you just defined racism by saying it's things right. that are racist. Like, Yeah. Hey, is it possible we're listening to a dumb man here? <laughs> well, it's the same thing happened when Limbaugh went on with um, Charlemagne the God, which would sh- what should have been a great segment. Oh, Charlemagne the God. So Limbaugh said, so so why do you think this is like that? Well, white supremacy. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, it's white supremacy. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, it comes from white supremacy. Comes from- well, okay. So we're not having a conversation here. Right. You just get to repeat a word over and over. Yes. You're just a hamster in that habit trail, just mm-hmm. going around and around in little yellow tubes again and again and again and again and again. This is not, and you're you're not going to diverge from that little yellow tube. That's what you do. And it just makes sense. I just take a left, I 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 take a left. And that's it. That's your whole, the whole system of logic right there mm-hmm. is I wake up. The tube goes around this way. I keep going left. Well, and do they ever stop to think about the consequences of redefining racism to mean like and white supremacy to mean like literally everything in society? That um, I don't know because uh, that like if you start calling the nuclear family, you know, colonial white supremacist culture and like the Trader Joe's as we're about to hear is white supremacy and like I mean at some point like people are just gonna say like this is stupid you think everything is well racism. I think we're hitting that <laughs> and, point and so if everything is racist then like maybe 
it's okay. Maybe I don't care if you call me well, racist anymore because the word doesn't. Well, none of this means anything. Isn't that what it's done? Isn't that the devaluing of language? Right. No, so it doesn't mean anything. I just have some idiot who gets overpaid with a cushy job ca- casting judgment on people based on their race. You're a white supremacist, just like that Trader Joe's corporation. Well, okay then. Like, who? Until we can confront that and talk about that, this is really going to continue. I was on Long Island. But the terms of us talking about that are the starting off point is that you're a white supremacist. Right. So you need to acknowledge that right. first and, then and do the ha- work. Right. And then we can have a dialogue which is consists of me lecturing to you. Mm-hmm. Island this weekend. Uh- Oh wait, she was she, had, she was on uh, online this weekend visiting a friend, Jerry Callahan, who was on his show this morning. Uh, mentioned how that was subtly put in there. Visiting a really dear friend. She was on Long Island this weekend doing something really selfless and nice. Mm-hmm. I was on Long, Long Island this weekend visiting a really dear friend. Yeah. Wow, what a good person Mara Gay is. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, Mara. And I was really disturbed. I saw you know dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with uh, you know uh, explicatives against Joe. Explicatives. Okay, genius. Dozens of pickup trucks with explicatives against Joe Biden. In other words, stuff that said bleep Joe Biden. Biden uh, on the back of them, uh, Trump flags, and some cases just dozens of American flags, which, you know, uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. It was, this is my country. This is not your country. I own this. The message is clear. All the American flags. I... She gleaned the message from that to be, this is my country. This is not your country, Mara Gay, visiting a dear friend. That's what she gets out of this. That's what she sees. Can you imagine how toxified your soul has to be, your mind has to be, to think that when you see the American flags all over the place? And so until we're ready to have that conversation, this is going to continue. The flag conversation? By the way, Joe Scarborough, Mika, anybody? Does anybody want to say, hold on, just one second. I'm Wait, not how are American flags I'm not disturbing? challenging you. I let you score the goal on whiteness. Whatever it is. It's fine. <laughs> what is disturbing exactly? What? How do you get that message from seeing the American flags saying this is my country, not your country? We've got an American flag, else out uh-huh. in front of the house. Mm-hmm. I put it up. Because I generally like the country. We live in an old uh, colonial house. Flag looks good. Mm-hmm. It's handsome. Yep. I didn't... Did you put it up because you want to exclude blacks? Because <laughs> if you did, you should tell me. No, that was you not sure? what I was thinking. Because that's the ones, that, those are the ones on the island. That's what those mean. <laughs> That's not what I yes, was thinking when we put it up. No. They're not patriots on Long Island. Uh, the, in those neighborhoods, which are lots, uh, there's many first responders, etc., and mm-hmm. working people in Long Island who have those flags. Those are a racist statement. They don't love their country or anything. It's not about the love for the country that gave them an opportunity to um, to you know afford a house in a in a living. Probably not as good as living as Mara Gay. And uh, probably not as good a house as Mara Gay has, but you know, mm-hmm. a living nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's generally the sentiment when people put up American flags. It also recently was Memorial Day, so there could quite likely have been people who had flags or bunting for Memorial Day. That's not. They weren't thinking of dead soldiers. They were thinking. They were messaging to Mara that they are that, their <laughs> that they don't not, want her here. It's their yes, uh-huh. exactly. She could tell. She was left very <laughs> disturbed. 
Where is Joe Scarborough here? Exactly. Does he has he had his um his morning Joe, so to speak? No. Has he had his testicles removed? <laughs> Seriously. What really is concerning to me as well is it's it's not just Democrats in Congress. I think there's a large percentage of Americans, even some of my colleagues uh, in journalism, who are invested in some way in pretending that this isn't the threat that it is. That is. You're all crazy <laughs> for not seeing Nazis everywhere. You must be getting paid off somehow. Yeah. You're all crazy for being comfortable with the flags everywhere. The American flags everywhere. We know what they mean. They mean that it's their country, not ours. You're, you must be getting uh, bribed to uh, look the other way when these flags are uh, are. Can flown. you imagine, too? I just find it especially insane during Pride Month when literally every major institution, like Bank of America, BlackRock, everybody has the rainbow flag on their logo right now and is acting like... And is doing Pride Month stuff and Pride merchandise and like it's a whole thing. And somehow like you're gonna act like you're on the outside looking in, like being kept out of America when like we're flying the gay pride flag on our embassies right now with the American flag. And you're somehow telling me that like what American flags mean to you is like racism and that you're kept out of the institutions. Like you are the institutions. Progressives, extreme nuts progressives are running the country. All the cultural institutions, all the corporations, every department in our executive branch of our government, it's all completely... Almost all the media, except for a few, and those are always called out as you know, spewing hate and, and rousing yeah. people up. People are constantly calling their advertisers to try and get them kicked out anytime you say anything that goes again. And you're going to sit here and tell me that like American flags represent white supremacy and, and not... And, and somehow some kind of like white supremacist values and not... It's a free country. Like, the corporations can do what they want during Pride Month. But to behave as though, you know, your team, your political team, isn't running the whole thing, <laughs> they don't want us here. No, like, you're in charge. You don't want them here. What are you talking about? It's like the weirdest, like, persecution complex I've ever seen. Like, you're running the world. The real concern. Because, you know, the Trump voters who are not going to get on board with democracy, they're a minority. Who aren't going to get on board mm. with democracy. Most of them, I think, are on board, not with your version of democracy. You can marginalize them long term. But if we don't take the threat seriously, then I think we're all in really bad shape. Totally agree. Mara Gay and yeah, Tom Well Nichols, said, thank Mika. Thanks for helping. <laughs> we need if, to marginalize some those of them, crazy no, Some Nazis. of them we can marginalize. Some of them... I think it's time to ratchet it up a little bit. Some of them can be marginalized. The other ones need to be taken care of, need to be shot, really. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Alice, Kamala Harris and was with Lester Holt today. You know, if this was the only audio of the day, this would be fine. But, and we've talked about, and I've written about in my Substack. Please, uh, please uh, follow me on Substack. If you don't mind, subscribe. You don't have to pay. Um... She is uh, clueless and vacuous. She also, she wants nothing to do, and her team, her team is just as powerful as Biden's team. They want nothing to do with the border. They're not going to the border. She does not want to be 
have any ownership of that. She oh, wants no. the the photo shots, the photo ops being a diplomat, etc. So then she can read stern stuff to Central American uh, leaders. Do not come. Right. So this is her, t- and this shows you. And I've we've said this before. It's not that she knows nothing, because there are politicians who just know not- AOC knows nothing. Fine. <laughs> it's not that Kamala Harris knows nothing. It's that she's never embarrassed about it. <laughs> never. And you would think that you would want to be. She's so incredibly lazy. Well, right. That- AOC doesn't know anything, but she's happy to provide you with ignorant answers oh, to whatever you ask. Night. She the never is stumped by a question. Are you going to drink while I'm drinking? <laughs> okay, everybody drink. Well, I finished my sentence and then I <laughs> Just but, add yeah. it to the list of problems yeah. you have with me. <laughs> but so, the thing with Kamala Harris is if, like, if I go, most of the jobs I've ever applied to, I didn't want, I needed to have a job. Right. But I know at some point mm-hmm. in my godforsaken human resources office with the inspirational posters, at some point, as I'm asking for a, a line level job and my entry level job in my life, at some point they're going to say, do you have any questions for us? <laughs> so I'll come up with some horse bleep question for them, even though I could care less. And, you know, I, I, I disdain the idea of even being there at all. So I have something I'll ask for them. Like, where do you see the company's growth? Do you see in five years the industry having changes that we can adapt? Some horse bleeper. This is mostly before I got into media. Most of the media jobs. Well, most of the media jobs I've wanted. Uh, So, but anyway. But she doesn't bother even having that. She does. She's so lazy. She'd rather just, it. it, instead of learning, having something ready, Mm -hmm. she'd just rather just blow it off and just landed flat in her face in the interview <laughs> it would take so little to be ready for the one question everybody's asking her one question everybody's asking her so lester holt asks her the question everybody's asking which is mm-hmm. are you under the border because you're in charge of the border <laughs> now instead of having a horse bleep answer and spinning this mm-hmm. you would think that her comms team and they probably have it she can be bothered talking to them which i don't think she is She's probably like, don't bother me. Whatever. I'm going to run to the tarmac, and they're going to get my Timberlands, and I'm going to... I'll give them cookies and... Right. So, instead of having anything ready, when they ask the question, she essentially lights a bottle rocket off in the room. (laughs) It, It... Totally unnecessary. Here we go. Quickly put a button. Okay. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I, at some point, you know, I, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. Okay. What? Has this happened? <laughs> We're going to the border. First We've been all, to the border. Who's we? So he's, Lester Holt is just trying to put a button in this so he can move on. But now <laughs> it's, we've been to the border. Okay. Now you put him in a tough position here because he, along with everybody else, have witnessed you not being at the border consistently. Right. So this whole this whole this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. You- 
Just trying to put a button in it. We can go. I just want it. Yeah, the car when, is running. My Uber you... is here. I'm going to leave right now. Just, just wrap this one up for me. We've are you been going to the border. To the, are you going to the border? Yes or no, Kamala? That's all. You can say no. We've been to the border. <laughs> what border? We haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I guess you can uh, cancel the Uber and take the ding on your rating or whatever because now we can't go. Now you just can't leave because you just answered with a incredibly, profoundly insane sentence. <laughs> I haven't never, been to Europe either. She, <laughs> How is that the next step of this conversation? You know the European border crisis we're having? I haven't been to Europe either. Well, are you going to the Mexican border? I haven't been to the Madagascar border. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting. Well, now she's laughing because somebody, something somewhere in her mind, I assume a comms person passed out in front of her. And so, <laughs> so now she's, so, while nervously laughing, which is when she's in space floating around now, Having to think up, like, I haven't been to Europe. So she she knows that she said something so bizarre that now she has to... The next step is, I don't know, speak English. <laughs> Instead, now she's, I don't understand what you're saying when you're asking. It's, it's really bizarre of you. You're coming from an odd place to be asking me... I'm going to the border here. Counting the importance of the border. Well, I, I mentioned it because I, even, I, I know Republicans have certainly come at you on this, but Democratic Congressman Cuellar, as a border district, has said to the, you and the president, come. You need, I care you need to see about this. Listen, I care about what's happening at the border. I'm in Guatemala. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> we know that you're in Guatemala. I'm here with you. That's why I, we're asking why you're not in the United States. Because... My focus is dealing with the root causes of migration. There may be uh, some who think that that is not important, but it is my firm belief that if we care about what's happening at the border, we better care about the root causes and address them. And so that's what I'm doing. How veep is she? She goes back to the only tool she has is a stern look and a, a, a sternly said sentence. It is my firm belief that... We have to deal with these root causes. Just just like I believe you'll be turned back if you come to the border. She's a lot of beliefs. But um, All right. So another idiot is this guy from Fang Fugliazzi, who's a former FBI assistant, yada, 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 who is suggesting that uh, that he's taking up where Maragay left, up, left off, that the next step for um, fixing or preventing the insurrection is simply to so, round up Chris Ray testified publicly on the Hill that what happened on January 6th is domestic terrorism. What have we learned from our experience with international terrorism? In order to address that problem, arresting low-level operatives is merely a speed bump, not a roadblock. In order to really tackle terrorism, and this time domestically, you've got to attack and dismantle the, the, the command and control element of a terrorist group. And unfortunately, and I know this is painful to hear, that may mean <laughs> people sitting in Congress right now, people in and around the former president. Mm -hmm. That's how you do this. Otherwise, recruitment, inciting, and, and uh, cult-like leadership continues to recruit people to violence. Jeez, shocking to hear that from a former FBI brass. 
yeah. you know, on the on the heels of the Mueller uh, BS and them, you know, hunting down people in and around the Trump organization. I mean, how do people actually believe this stuff? Did they watch the same thing on January 6th? That doesn't matter. That but this I guy's did? a former FBI guy saying, no, it's time to round people up. Round people up. People in Congress. His, his buddies, his buddies still work in the FBI. They're still there. They're him. He's them. Right. Freaking crazy. Okay. Now I'm going to get to less uh, less insane people. It's time for our TikTokers, Alice. There's a lot of TikTokers right. today. This is, this is somebody, you know what? I would choose this person whose TikTok name is Cyanide Cupcake. <laughs> I would choose her over Mara Gay, Frank Fugliazzi, or Kamala Harris in a position of leadership. Cyanide Cupcake, I will vote for you. Here's Cyanide Cupcake. I have to stop being straight. Straight sex is the number one cause for abortions. And that's not what God wanted. But you can choose your sexuality. So choose gay for the babies. So uh, Cyanide Cupcake is maybe a little creepy. <laughs> and um, Well, she's trying to... Uh, speak conservatives' language and bring them around to her point of view. She's reaching across the aisle. Is she meeting them where they are? I think she's meeting them where they are. She's trying to talk to them about a cause she knows they feel passionate about, which is abortion. Okay, so now... To bring them around to rejecting traditional marriage. Uh, it is time for somebody who goes by We Said Allegedly, and I think this it's actually the name of her podcast, but she exposes Trader Joe's, and it's about mm -hmm. time. College educated, probably will get a master's. Yep. Will be an academic, maybe an elected person, uh, work in a marketing firm, could be an executive someday. Mm -hmm. She'll bring this logic to wherever she goes. As much as I love Trader Joe's food, she's giving me very much white supremacy vibes. First of all, let's not forget about this. Trader Jose's, Trader Ming's, really. And also the cult following it has is basically all white women. Like it constantly pushes and rebrands all these ethnic foods. And not only do they repackage them to look more cutesy and rebrand them to make them more palatable to white people. but they White supremacists are complicated people. <laughs> they are. You know, it's flowery and fun products and that soup station where I can hear the people slurping where I want to hit them with the I'm Louisville I'm going to venture a guess that most of the people at Trader Joe's white did not women. vote for Trump. No, these are white supremacists. Constantly, like, healthify everything, which I have several thoughts about. America's needs... Oh, oh, good. Thank you. You know, don't <laughs> leave it holstered if you've got a thought. To always Certain healthify... Where are you, Obama? Why is that making noise? Where is, is that? Did you accidentally record over part of it with Obama? Oh, yeah, no. Here we go. Don't worry about it foods stems back to fat phobia and diet culture which we talk about in episode eight of our podcast which also makes me think about how most asian food is healthy you know what? it's so funny how these prompts keep making her find new ways of being a victim the fat phobia which also the asian stereotypes and then their uh trader mings and trader jose's and i'm finding all of these infractions everywhere oh yeah trader it's, joe's fault there's a thousand ways it's like that, what's, the, what's the game what's the game where the kids walk on the sidewalk and see the little monsters i have no idea yes our kids have played it it's an app with uncle jimmy is it among us no it's a it's a it's a little but they see little furry monsters hiding behind things i have no clue it's sally come here please oh, you're in trouble again <laughs> i don't know yes you do I know no, I don't you know. know. This. That's you and Jimmy is the no, phone the, games. I don't, I don't play know, those. I don't know. Sally. Yeah. 
What is the game where you walk down the street and the monsters mm-hmm. are everywhere that you can see? Like you did it in Melrose with Jimmy with the app? Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Thank you. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not what I Your thought you were going stuff. for. But also, well, can you check what, what Cyril's doing? It's a Pokemon Go thing of find the new monster. Find it. In Trader Joe's, find them. Find all the problematic things. Trader mm-hmm. Mings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trader Somebody. Hoses. Trader Hoses. Um, yep, that's harmful. Cringe. Harm has happened now because mm-hmm. the mac and cheese box is, is cutely decorated. Harm has happened again. <laughs> and I'm finding more, and that made me think they more about this. They have healthy foods. And that made me think about this, and that made me think about this, and that made me think about this, and I have a few thoughts, and I'm at our episode 9 of our podcast. Have a, Jesus, you psycho. Just go somewhere and do something. That made me think about this. And she said, an overly, overly um, self-confident. And, you know, the worst thing is that you can tell she's educated, probably a reader. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. But when Americans think of healthy, it's always like kale bowls and like sweet green. And on another note. You're an American. I, I she seems American to me. I don't know. Trader Joe's is literally the perfect example of American escapism. Like, Oh God! <laughs> Just pay for your stuff and leave. You pain in the ass. Or don't don't go there. Right. If it's problematic. Don't. We all. How about how about this? All of us white supremacists. We know. <laughs> we planned it that way. Okay. Like it's actually not a real place. Like, please tell me if this. Like, say like more. Looks real to you. Like, think about all the different kinds of seasonings they have. Like, every- I like when you do hear some people, millennials, saying like. It's usually when she's trying to riff. This is mm-hmm. not the written down stuff. So it's the engine going. Everything but the leftovers. Zigzags. Like, why do they always mix the most random things together? Like, tell me what this even is. Goes back to what I was saying about the ethnic foods. Because honestly, whenever I go to TJ's, I always say I black out. But like, it makes sense now. She blacks out because she's triggered into uh, pure uh, fear when she goes there because right. she's being harmed. She freezes up just like Demi Lovato in the yogurt bar at the... The, exactly. there, was, there was fat-free food, and it scared yes. her. So if you want to know the final like count, Alice, how many do you think it was? 17. Mm. We'll see. Like, 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 like. I don't know how many that was. I don't know either. Like, 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 like. I think she's just a little under. Like, 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 like. Okay. Two, Sage Nova. And I'm going to need your help with this one else. Okay. You won't be surprised to know that we're already, we've already pissed her off. We're already on two strikes. Where This is our last warning. We're in trouble with her. Oh, yeah. Guess what? My patience has run out. Oh, great. Great. Fun place full of fun people. One person's got, you know, started a jihad against a uh, hippie store, and this person now we're in trouble again. Pansexuality is not inherently biphobic. The hell it isn't. Yes, it is. <laughs> I've been saying yes, and I've been blogging about it all day. I've been on TikTok <laughs> saying it is. Yes, they are both valid sexualities, both of them. And while yes, what is biphobic? Uh, biphobic is. Uh, bigotry against bi people okay so is pansexuality biphobic so uh some people feel that pansexuality is biphobic. pansexuality is loving everybody or have one like have all the many genders okay but, which seems like the most enlightened one to me <laughs> yeah Some so kind that's of, the uh, thing is that pansexual people elf. by saying that pansexuality 
likes more than just the original two genders is saying that bi people only like two genders, which bi people feel isn't is a smear against them uh. because bi people feel that they because it tends to be like a little bit more older traditional word and there has always been bi people that like trans people or whatever other genders and things so bi people can also like more than just two genders like just because the word has bi in it doesn't mean it's just two so that's like kind of bigotry that's biphobia like bigotry against bi people to say that bi people only like two genders but pansexuality people like more so but like the sort of the like woke take that I see my lefty friends say is like kind of like what this person is saying is basically like, you know, some people identify more with one label than the other. And it's not necessarily like because of how many genders. What is this? What like. is going on? Why <laughs> is this deep dive into this minutia any damn thing that anybody's giving a flying frig about? Just go be bi or pansexual or a biphobic or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever really interesting thing you're into, can you can they just go do it and, and stop being preachy a-holes about it? This is a crisis within the community, honey. I have seen pansexual people use that label for questionable reasons. Well, who hasn't? They pretty quickly get it once you explain things to them. That's the poison right there. <laughs> You know what? We're the army of explaining things to you. <laughs> they do. And not only that, but do you know who likes to use... This also person has a safety pin in their head. <laughs> Specific or micro labels. Neurodivergent people. Sometimes we just have to do whatever we can to feel safe and comfortable. I'm glad that the performance <laughs> is this strong here. You know what? For the divergent people scene, Neuro I'm really going to get into it and be over the top. <laughs> Neurodivergent people. What is neurodivergent? Neurodivergent means... <laughs> We're an even new kind of a-hole. <laughs> neurodivergent is the opposite of neurotypical. A neurotypical person <laughs> is a sane person. And oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> and a neuro... So, but that's... It's ableist to um, call, like, mentally disabled what or mentally ill. What if I call her an a-hole? What is that called? <laughs> it's ableist to call mentally disabled or mentally ill people, like mentally ill because their brain really just works differently which is why oh. they're called neuro they diverge from the normal from the typical uh brain patterns so they're neurodivergent whereas regular people are neurotypical we used to um have a categorization called an effing jerk <laughs> and uh, i don't know where that one falls i'm sure it is using a more specific label can be our outlet for that if you took all that energy you spend calling people biphobic and saying they're... I can't imagine what personality trait or possession this person would have that would make me tolerate being around this freaking grating idiot at all. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. What is there? What is the benefit to being with this miserable... I'm sure their parents love them. No. Why? No. Don't love them. <laughs> Don't love this person. ...forming by erasure and just educated them... There would be less biphobia. By erasure. So, the, so you speak in this language all day, mm -hmm. and you feel good about having yelled at your cell phone for four hours with a <laughs> safety pin in your head. <laughs> yep. There would be less by erasure because you've explained it, and people will know the difference. I've had it with you guys. Jesus. Go, go, Sage Nova. 
I understand you've had it with us, but we're not getting better. So maybe you should go somewhere. Well, probably people who identify as pansexual are probably willing to listen to this stuff. So since she's trying to educate pansexual people to not be biphobic, they probably listen more than like you are. Like, 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 like. Okay, one more. One more. This is going to hurt. Here we go. This is another idiot. You'll be shocked to know, Alice, this one's in the subject, and this, this is rarely covered. This is a, the subject of race. <laughs> so, pardon, I literally, this is like the first TikTok I saw this morning. Uh, white women, you need to hear this story. <sighs> Somebody's got something to tell us again. Oh. This is for all you white women listening right now. Please hear the story. I'm I listening. had a friend who felt comfortable enough around me to explain, and I'm very forever grateful because it makes so much sense. She was like, Sierra, when you come to my house and you're the only white person in the room, you are still a threat. Because at any moment, you could decide that you are uncomfortable with anything going on. You could call the police, and all of us would either end up jailed or killed. Which is usually what happens, I've found, <laughs> when Sierra Vernon calls the police, the cops kick in the door and blow everybody away. By the police and your fellow white people. She's like, <laughs> we learn about Emmett Till from our moms, who were kids when that happened, because a white woman's tears kills people. So So just so you know, Sarah, we're all on edge when you're around. (laughs) Uncomfortable as you ever feel in conversations about race and racism, you are literally a deadly presence and you need to recognize that in order to be an ally. Another fun, fun person. Uh, You know what? Maybe they should get together with the biphobics and the anti-Trader Joe's people. The story starts off by her saying that She's the only white person who hangs out with all the people of color. Oh, yeah. Well, she's a very good person. She's well, got when you're there really and you're the only white island. person here. <laughs> oh, okay. So when you're the one white person hanging out with all the people of color. But, yeah, I mean, do they actually believe that that's true? How that, that white people way, can call the police and say, I feel uncomfortable with all the people of color, and the police will just show up and kill them? So that's what happened <laughs> in the Central Park, Karen. Cops pulled up and just shot the bird watcher dead. <laughs> just left him there. He's still there. Um, so that's fine. That's fine. I, I don't. It seems to me that a lot of these Black Lives Matter type cases tend to be uh, black people calling the cops on other black people in a lot of these cases. Ooh, that, Alice, that is white supremacist. Um, so a question, by the way, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I actually am curious about this because everything is now race and that's every characteristic and identity. And these the black girls are threatened when Sierra Vernon is around. <laughs> and um, Sierra Vernon, I assume, is threatened when somebody else on the intersectional chart, but who has a worse credit rating on that chart than her, <laughs> she gets to feel threatened mm-hmm. as well. What is, a, what is a blind person supposed to feel? Well, they do get uh, to be harmed by ableism. Yeah, but but so they're like, not seeing all that matters. The most important thing <laughs> is color. They're not seeing color. They don't know the threat level. <laughs> oh, this is dangerous. Mm. This is you know how there's an alt tag in on images in HTML and yeah. in links. There needs to be some kind of alt tag so that the, those people who can't see color and thus know everything about a person can be told. Can can be mm-hmm. the, their color can re- be revealed to them. 
Yeah, so maybe if you're introducing yourself to a blind person, you should just let them know your race right up front. But they're going to need to know the races of everybody. If they're in Grand Central Station, they need to know exactly how many of what are in there. True, good point. I don't, At I don't any know time, the, the cops are going to be is. called and will go and shoot everybody. Mm. This is important stuff. This needs <laughs> to be um, remedied immediately. Thank you. Uh, this has been another Burn Barrel Podcast. You can find us at burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can also now find us on Locals and Patreon. Don't miss out on those because starting this Sunday, there's going to be new content up on Patreon. There's already new posts up on Locals. You can find us at burnbarrel.locals.com and patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You can also find us Twitter at burnbarrelpod, facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. On YouTube, you can email us all the fun ways that you can reach out to us as always. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.